Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Kidless, the show about creating a life without children. I'm Ashley. I'm Eric. And I am Giggly. This is a show. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. Okay, boo. All right, boo. Well, what are we doing today? <laughs> this is a special episode. Mm-hmm. It's really special because... It's more we're, special than the one we just did. Yeah. Because we're reviewing the month. The month in review. February. 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 Right? Um, so we're doing this because I guess the idea is it's important to, at least in my mind, important to reflect on things as a time as it passes and what's happened in the month because that is part of creating meaning when you know you've reflected on it and put words to it and mm. made a sort of narrative I guess nice um so that's kind of what we're doing today well cool well I hope our audience enjoys this so this is for the month of February Short month. Mm-hmm, 2019. Short month, short hopes for this. <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> small like months, small hopes. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, well, I think you should lead us off because this was your idea. Mm, no, I think I'm going to shoot it to you who failed to prepare <laughs> and now is trying to make me lead off. Uh. <laughs> You're the worst person. Um, no, I did prepare. I have um, some really substantial updates and reviews to give for February. Thank you so much. Let's hear it. Um, all right. Number one on my list, February in this month, um, in the year of our Lord, 2019, mm. um, uh, I went to the dentist. And that's, <laughs> you know, it's a big day. It's a big event. I go uh, once a quarter, and um, I haven't been in a decade. So, and you haven't been in ten years, yeah, at, at least. least. Um, and yeah, I've said multiple times that m- the inside of my mouth is like the country of Iraq um, when it comes to occupation. And <laughs> once troops went in there and started poking around, they never left, and I think they're still there. And <laughs> I went to the dentist for a single thing like 22 years ago, and here I am today. Still, <laughs> it's just still a, no. a problem. Mm. <clears throat> Do you want to talk about why dental, the dental world is troubling for you? Yeah, yeah. Genetic defects. Mm. I don't have nice, I don't have good teeth genes. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, you've had some accidents, but also there's an issue around flossing. I won't floss. <laughs> and what do you tell your dentist? I looked him in the eye. He asked me again in February um, <laughs> and said, are you a flosser? And I like look at him like, we both know. <laughs> we both know the answer here. And I looked him in the eye and I said, I will floss when you deliver a less barbaric method <laughs> than dragging a rope between my teeth. I won't I won't do it and it's stupid and it's painful and I don't get it. And if, you know, and if this body isn't built to handle sh- just daily eating without <laughs> fucking digging into my roots and my teeth, then so be it. <laughs> Fall out of my head. But I just want to point out, mm-hmm. you know that 
flossing and all that is linked to other diseases that can occur in your body. And so keeping a clean mouth can help with, you know, not contracting other things. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. This is, this is horrible news. <laughs> all right. So it's not just about like a clean teeth situation. It's also about diseases and keeping a, you know, a good, I don't know. I don't know. I fell asleep. This is, <laughs> I, I hate, I, I think dental hygiene is so stupid. I hate it. Um, but anyway, that's all I have to say about that okay. topic. Right. So why don't you, uh, you know, mm. I mean, I will say I'll close that topic with, you know, it's like if you have a nice body, you wear nice clothes. Generally, you wear like good clothes. And you look good um, and you care about it more. If I had nice teeth, then I would care about it more. <laughs> I don't. There's uh, there's nothing nice about these. They've been knocked out and replaced. I think replaced. if you treat them that way, well, they're not going to do what you want them to do. I don't know. They've been replaced you treat them with like chiplets. Well, those are good. Those are good though. They're not. You have great teeth. You have a great smile. Uh, I mean, you I got do a lot have a to show smile. off in there. Yeah, yeah, but they're just yeah, no, they're not good. So anyway, um, it, that's number one for me. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, I, the sort of high and low for me was I was been, I've been reading Born to Run, Bruce Springsteen's book. I only laugh because I have not been on the Bruce train all of my life, like hardly any of my life, but we were in Mexico and I was reading this interview with him and in some article and Steve our brother-in-law must have sent it, but like, Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was an Esquire for anyone out there who wants to have an amazing intro to Bruce as a person. I think there's an Esquire article about him that came out in this year. Yeah. All right. No, maybe last year. I guess. I don't know when it was. It would have been technically last year. Yeah. yeah. So I was reading it and he, I, I was thinking in the way he's talking about himself and his life was in this way that I was like, this guy's, been an analysis for sure mm. has to have been mm-hmm. and then he says sure enough i read later in the article that he's been an analysis psychoanalysis for 30 years 30 years. yeah so which means that he goes like several times a week yeah like i do so you know it's not that actually that common for me to find other people who've been in analysis and know what it's like so i was immediately like yes so i was very into him suddenly <laughs> And felt very connected to him suddenly. And so I got his book and started reading. I don't care as much about his music. Like, I don't totally connect to the music. There are so, like a handful of songs that I'm way into. Yeah. Um, I don't totally connect to it, though. But this book, I was gonna, I knew I was going to be into. Mm. So I get it, and I've been reading it. And it's taken me a while, but I've, I've finally finished. And so I'm a little sad about being done. But in the end, I was crying all of the tears. You were already passed out asleep. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> in bed. Yeah. But I was finishing this book up, crying, and <laughs> um, I was fine. And I, I want to take it down a notch, <laughs> as always. And I'm gonna read these two quotes from him that I feel like the reason he's so important to me is because he's had there is some difficulty in his life, and the way he's tried to make meaning out of it really speaks to me. Mm. And also, 
there's a way that it's, I think there's something that happens at this time of year where I, I start to get really down and all the self doubt comes creeping in and I need like a bigger voice that comes in and helps interrupt that voice in my head. And it's often a male voice that I seek out. So sometimes it's T Robs, Tony Robbins. Oh, okay. You know, he comes in, Mm -hmm. he shifts me, helps reorganize my thinking, helps me get back on it. And Bruce has been that voice, you know, while I've been reading this book. So I'm close, close third, Eric. No, No. I didn't make the list. That's fine. I, I, I'm, I'm probably more. Didn't even, you weren't even on the radar. I didn't. didn't. No, you're always there. You're always there doing the very best. You're just a given. Uh You're the, (laughs) you're the best person I know. You're always the voice in my head. Sometimes though, um, I need something else. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to think that thus also is ordered your sexual partner preferences. <laughs> one Bruce. <laughs> no, one Tony Robbins. T-Robs. Two Bruce. Three me. No. No, I wouldn't say that. No. All right. I would not say that. <laughs> Although, am I turned on by all three of you? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm a little scared of T. Rob's size, though. I, mean, I think cool. that would that would be a uh, accident waiting to happen. Yeah, yeah, scary dude. Um, in size. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's um, gone on too long. That particular. Mm, mm. It has. So, all okay. right. So you have this quote that is. Like, I have a couple. Okay. So they they take a minute, but they're important to me, so I'm going to share them. Yeah. And I'm in. And in a way, I feel like he speaks to me and also for me. And so I wanted to share this. Hell yeah. And if you don't fall in love with Bruce after reading this book or mm. watch his Netflix special or, you know, yeah. all that, you're kidding yourself. You're kidding yourself. Okay. So, and this would fall, I mean, the think about the episode we did yesterday and I talked about that little story about my family and my growing up. So this is the lice. Yeah. And you know, not really having great parenting, Mm -hmm. to put it mildly. Mm -hmm. So, um, he says, and this is at the, toward the end of his book, we honor our parents by not accepting as the final equation, the most troubling characteristics of our relationship. In analysis, you work to turn the ghosts that haunt you into ancestors who accompany you. That takes hard work and a lot of love, but it's the way we lessen the burdens of our burdens our children have to carry. Insisting on our own experience, our own final calculus of love, trouble, hard times, and, if we're lucky, a little transcendence. This is how we claim our own lives as sons and daughters, independent souls on our piece of ground. It's not always an option. There are irretrievable lives and unredeemable sins, but the chance to rise above is one I wish for yours and mine. And that is my wish. And that really speaks to me, and that's probably a huge part of why I'm in analysis is trying to make sense of all of that. So par- I paraphrase that in your words. Paraphrase that in my words. Okay, hold on. Let me look at this. So, you know, in thinking about the context of this podcast, it's the reason I want people to take so seriously the choice about having children is because you are always carrying something from your parents and you're going to put that into your kids. Whatever needs you didn't have met or whatever, you know, you're going to pass that on. Mm. Whatever bad habits, whatever good habits, all of that, you pass that on. And the less aware you are of that, the more damage you could do. And so that's why the 
you know, really thinking about your choice to have kids and what it really means and what you're really going to act out with them if you're not careful. And to be honest about that is so important. Mm. Um, and so, cause my whole life has been about trying to separate from my parents and see who I am without all the stuff they passed on yeah. to me. It made me think about myself. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Good. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay, so this other one is also a little long. Good. Uh, The last one wasn't long. Okay, okay. I fought my whole life, studied, played, worked, because I wanted to hear and know the whole story, my story, my story, our story, and understand as much of it as I could. I wanted to understand in order to free myself of its most damaging influences, its malevolent forces, to celebrate and honor its beauty, its power, and to be able to tell it well to my friends, my family, and to you. I don't know if I've done that, and the devil is always just a day away. I don't know. It gets to me. Mm. There's something about it. Um, Okay. (laughs) Okay. Ah, See, this is what you missed when you were asleep. But I know this was my young promise to myself, to you. This I pursued as my service. This I presented as my long and noisy prayer, my magic trick, hoping it would rock your very soul and then pass on its spirit rendered. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Pull it together. (laughs) Breakdown. Just have a full full breakdown. (laughs) Okay. It's spirit rendered to be read, heard, sung, and altered by you and your blood that it might strengthen and help make sense of your story. Go tell it. That. I mean. Yeah. I mean, of course I'm turned on by him. Think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that's so rad. That's so good. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I I get emotional a little bit listening to that. Mm. Um. I don't know. I guess, uh, yeah, because anybody giving not just um, permission, but encouragement to kind of use what has happened to you um, and how you feel and and everything and use that as a power Mm -hmm. um, and is (coughs) something valuable is incredibly touching to me. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I mean, did I understand that? I mean, yeah. that's kind of yeah. how I get it. I, I mean, it feels very empowering in the end. And also, like, mm-hmm. there's something in, something it makes me think about is, like, digging into the deepest, oldest, youngest part of myself and make use of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And my own story and help other... I mean, ideally, it would be, like, if I'm honest about myself, other people get to be honest about themselves mm-hmm. and tell their own story mm-hmm. and not, not to like be a bit grandiose about what I'm doing right now, but you know, I guess that's sort of in the back of my mind about what I would want. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, as you, I don't know, share everything on this podcast. That's kind of what you're doing a little bit, you know? I mean, I think that's the goal ultimately. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, if it was, I mean, it, I don't know the way I just think about you, and everything is, if this podcast was just you, then um, it would be amazing and, no. and valuable. If it were just me, I would falter much more than I do. <laughs> Being with you makes me feel 
more confident, more okay. I can hear more of my own thoughts because I don't feel criticized by you or judged by you. I feel like you're so open. And so I, you help me access a more open place in me. Oh, well, good. Mm-hmm. That's a great compliment. Mm-hmm. Thank you, babe. Mm-hmm. How nice. How nice. What a nice person you are. <laughs> 10% of the time. Roughly 10. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's so good. I'm glad you read that. Yeah. That's so amazing. What And what's the name of the book? Uh, it's Born to Run. <clears throat> Born to Run. <laughs> you turned your head to... to, to um, At the wrong time? <laughs> no. I just, yeah. Born to Run yeah. by Bruce Springsteen. Good. No cough. No cough. Yeah. <laughs> no throat clearing. Yeah. Sorry. Um, well, fantastic. Okay. So Kay. what about you? Um, what else? Yeah. Anything else? Um, I mean... I don't know. I mean, there are, there are a few things, but I think in in general, February was a month for me where it winter wrapped up for me, and that's and I mean that from like an emotional place. Like mm-hmm. I was very excited for winter this year because um, I really do like extreme changing seasons. I just get sick of them, like once they're in full stride. <laughs> but anyway. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, I was excited about it, and um, you know, and and it was a good winter in Utah in terms of snow and everything. It didn't feel freakish too much. A little bit of it was weird, but anyway, um, I went snowboarding in February, mm-hmm. and being out in nature in the winter is really hard to do if you're not just like an avid snow sportsman woman. <laughs> um, so it was great to just do that. And I went with really, really lovely people um, and then saw an old friend there. So that was really, that was really wonderful. Um, and then when I mean it wrapped up, yeah, it really like it wrapped up. Like at the end of it, um, I started to feel like I need more light and sunshine in my life. And, <laughs> and I'm, I'm anxious for <coughs> spring and for summer and everything. So, um, yeah, it was, th- that was good. And then, and then, you know, professionally, uh, I think overall it was pretty fantastic. I feel like I just, you know, continue to feel my feet on the ground, um, in both jobs, my main job and then my side hustle. Yeah. But you've also been insecure with those things too. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, by, struggling. by being insecure and then talking to you about it and talking to other people about it and then thinking about it and then creating plans, like I get really grounded. Um, I get less grounded when I'm just not, when things are just kind of neutral and fine and I go and go and then I just get, I don't know, I feel like I get into a place where I don't really track what's happening. So um, not that I would prefer the insecurities, just that, I, I felt like it was a month where of ups and downs. I had times where I really felt like this is fantastic. Everything is going so incredibly well. And then other times where I'm like super insecure. Yeah, so. it's super insecure and I think a little hopeless, mm-hmm. you know, at the worst of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, I mean, it was kind of a hard month for that. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, winter kind of presented itself in a great way. And then... I said, okay, I'm done with you, Winter. You may go. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of that's kind of the whole thing. Got it. That was my Feb. Anything specific in that that you want to speak to? Um, no. Okay. Should, is there something you think? I don't know. I, I just wonder if it would be helpful if there was something specific you said about that. 
like you mentioned highs and I mean there's been good and bad but like specifically um I mean I think more than anything what I'd like to talk about in terms of if I ever talk about you know my professional endeavors is my startup on the side because I because that's uh everything everything in that is by choice you know what I mean like my profession at the bank and stuff is um, I chose that career a long time ago, and this is just a continuation of that choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just followed along where the opportunity lies. Mm-hmm. When it comes to my startup on the side, that's that's 100% me. That was 100% um, something that in my mind, like I want to create something where me and my friends can like understand and get to, and you know, family, whatever, can understand and get together more often. Um, and the way to do that would be a fun and sexy calendar. So I had that in my mind for a long time. And then I went down that road and like, you know, actually did it and started creating it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and a lot of mistakes and trouble and heartache and just stress and insane things happened that most people don't know about. Um, You're, you're probably the only person that really knows Mm -hmm. like how difficult that path has been. Um, But it's still not just alive, but it's, it's, you know, starting to thrive um, if I can, you know, if I measure it from what it was, you know, two years ago, year and a half ago mm-hmm. to what it is today, incredible progress. Um, so anyway, that's true. Yeah. So this month, you know, one thing that happened was that, a you know, a, a big, uh, venture capitalist firm in Salt Lake, Utah reached out to me and wants to talk more. So that was cool. Yeah. And it went, it went really well, but it's, you know, it's a, it's a long road and it's, it's, uh, it's tough, but anyway, um, but I think, you know, you do go, kind of go back and forth on that pretty regularly about how you're feeling. You generally feel like confident in it or like good about it, but you can Mm -hmm. waver every day about, you know, on some level. Yeah. I, yeah. And and as you're saying, like, this is a thing you chose and therefore there's a lot of risk in that and a lot of like self-worth wrapped up in that. Mm -hmm. This is really more creative expression of you than working at the bank. Right. Right. And I've, you know, and I've convinced and, and sold people on the idea like that lives have already been changed because of this. And that's, that's both exhilarating and frightening um, that people have, invested money that people have quit their jobs that people work on it and they believe in it um, every bit as much as I do um, it's really wild that that is the case so with that comes you know days where yeah this, there's that voice like you said you know the voices in our heads like I do have a voice that is um, I have two voices when it comes to this endeavor the startup one that's the loudest voice is this is gonna be amazing you're a goddamn genius. Keep going. <laughs> and, uh, and, and a lot of that is, is, some of that is forced. You know, like that's, I just, I maximize that voice. I look for it mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. because I know that without it, I'll fail mm-hmm. and that I'll, I'll quit and give up because it's too hard and too stressful to do something like this, especially as a second you totally. know, job. I don't know how you do it. The other voice is, you know, that, you know, bad one that we all have of like, you're so dumb. This is not like you're, it's not, it's not built right. It's not right. Oh yeah. You know, it's, it's, people aren't going to use it. You, you are running out of money. You're, you know, whatever, a a million different things. So, um, both those voices speak to me every day. And, um, 
And yeah, in, in February they were, uh, I mean, the positive one was louder than, than the rest. But what's interesting, and this is a topic that, you know, I think it relates a little bit to this concept of the show because we're talking about how our lives create meaning mm-hmm. and, and how we do that when we do have kids. And one of that ways is that I get to do this. I get to spend a lot of time in creating this company um, and this product on the side. And it's, uh, it's very passionate and it's, 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 and it's very wild. Um, and with that, I wonder all the time of whether or not I am the next Billy McFarland Hashtag fire festival. <laughs> um, a personal hero of mine. No, oh, um, and, uh, you know, I, but seriously, I really, uh, you, I, you wonder about that when you're in the stage. And Don't you think you should include fire festival documentaries as part of February? Yeah. Did those come out in February? They came out January 18th. Oh, no, never mind. <laughs> I was going to say that, yes, that was really date. that. That would have been the highlight of your February. Yeah. It would have been. It would have been. Yeah, you're okay. absolutely right. Anyway. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, in the spirit of that, that's exactly what I'm saying, is that you have to have, to succeed with a startup, you know, um, a technology startup, it's not like, you know, creating a new type of peanut butter and you bottle up a few products and you go out there and you sell it and if you make enough to make more and you take that money and you make more, you know what I mean? That's something you can be actually more iterative, even though people argue the opposite. They say with technology, you're able to just like really be super iterative and put something out that's like, oh, this bare minimum thing. And then, no, that's bullshit. You have to invest so much into a stable environment that people won't just get turned off right away. Yeah. So there's actually quite a big investment, at least in time, if not money. So, um, so anyway, to survive with this, you have to have this concept, this in your head of like, fake it till you make it. I don't care. I'm a genius. This is going to, change the way you do have to have some i mean there has to be a kernel of that somewhere in order to just move forward right right going and sort of dismiss all the other voices or other thoughts yeah so this month in february i questioned that voice of is it the healthy amount Mm -hmm. that is the steve jobs amount Mm -hmm. where you just distort reality Mm -hmm. um and and then it becomes reality right um or is it the elizabeth holmes right you know from theranos and the billy mcfarland from fire festival right is it that shit right so yeah that's the that's that's been the month for me in my mind of like god am i deluding myself yeah or am I am I a genius or am I totally <laughs> delusional? And and of course that's how my brain operates. Is like those are the two options, those nothing the... else. <laughs> you know, right? It's either a the rocket swings. to the moon or just shit in the sewer. No, <laughs> no in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Back to you in the studio. My producer Terry Case is telling me it's my turn. <laughs> oh God. No, I think that was. An excellent uh, summation of what you've been working through this month. Well, gracias. <laughs> um, I would say along those same lines, like the sort of that struggle you're having is, I think we alluded to this with the last podcast, but like is this podcast and the insecurity it brings up and all the voices and all the feedback that we desperately want and that I love getting. I'm so grateful to anyone who reaches out, says anything about it, engages with us, me at all over it. I love it so much. And then at the same time, it becomes all these voices. Like, am I doing the right thing? Am I talking about what people want to talk about? And I have to be a little delusional or like 
ignore that and tell myself no and still move ahead in, in spite yeah. of all the insecurity and mm-hmm. all the doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, my other thing that I wanted to point out was um, this month has been rough in one way in particular, and that's in watching The Bachelor because they keep teasing <sighs> us with this fucking wall jump. Yeah. And it has not happened. I tweeted about that in our from our account. <laughs> <laughs> Last week. <laughs> oh, you did? On Monday, yeah. Thank you. Bless you. I mean, mm-hmm. I so that's been a downer, dealing with that. And then also I yeah. think my sister and brother-in-law Steve, my sister Nikki and brother-in-law Steve, I think they've let us down. Because they're, they're in, not watching. Because they're well, they're not watching, and then they're in Seaside while Hannah G is in Seaside also, mm-hmm. and they're not finding her. Yeah, I didn't see them making moves, making an effort to go. Yeah. No, Mm-mm. no, no. Yeah, that was a huge letdown. No, that was Nikki, a huge Steve, letdown. If you're listening, I know. So, yeah, uh, the Bachelor. Yeah, I agree. So big month for that. It's a big month. Also. Colton sure is sweet, but sure is dumb. Oh, that's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I, what a what a what a bummer, um, a, a bummer for him. But I think he's, I mean, if he's, he's going to end the, up with the right gal in the end, you I, know, get, but I guess so. Nonetheless, yeah, he is. He's pretty dumb reading people. Yeah, he doesn't does know how to read people. He's, terrible anyway we should have a show we know when the bachelor wraps up and let me just let me just put this out there for people who are reaching for the phone to you know 30 second ahead or exit out just hold your shit okay guys because the bachelor let me just break it down (laughs) to you of why this show is so important and i've only been into it for a couple years but imagine if you will a world where Women and men both, because The Bachelorette is equally, if not more so, um, insane and amazing. Um, imagine, if you will, people putting in, getting put in a situation where they have to compete for love. So just think about that for a minute of those two <laughs> engines pumping inside your body of <laughs> I want to win this game. And because you can't turn off your competitive drive. No, you can't. Yeah. So even though it's love, it's there's this competitive drive. So I want to win this game. People all over the country are seeing it. Bachelor Nation. Bachelor Nation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I hate that phrase, but it's true. Yeah. So you're you got um, competition going on inside your body. And then you have, so it's like, I want to win this game. And then the other thing is, and I am going to prove that I am worthy of being loved. (laughs) That's right. That is so extreme. You got some primal drives really acting up on national television. Yes, it is insane. And you can't tell which one is at the wheel, Jesus. (laughs) Is it the competitor or is it this desperate for love and affection? And it is wild to me. And then just to make things interesting, imagine this game. So imagine this is like a foosball table game, right? A little soccer game with the poles and stuff. You know, and you're there with your friend. And this is Bachelor contestants down below. And they're all competing and they're competing for love. So imagine that is the playing field. And then for, for fun and entertainment's sake, you dump a bucket of tequila and fill it up with tequila and everyone's just swimming, (laughs) swimming in alcohol the whole time. So you have two of the most primal instincts firing, boom, 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 (laughs) 
And then add to that just alcohol <laughs> flame. Flame. That is The Bachelor. <laughs> so if you are not sold from that description, then, well, you know what? We have nothing Just like for with you. Bruce Springsteen, you're kidding yourself. Exactly. If you're not into you're that. You're kidding yourself. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's, that, that's what up there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you for that. Boo-boo. Yeah, I really went into some yeah some, some things I didn't think I'd go into, but you know I felt the need and I felt the desire. So deal with it, Tom Cruise. So yeah, um, I wanted to round this out by saying, um, also I wanted to give a shout out to Andy Jesus Cohen at Bravo <laughs> for oh, wow. all of the Real Housewives shows he's giving me this last month, and plus Vanderpump Rules. Just thank you, thank you for all the content. I really appreciate it. And um, I also wanted to give a shout out to Eric's baby, baby, baby skin on his chest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you've ever wanted to nestle in the softest skin, find Eric. Rip open his shirt. Look no further than my breasts. (laughs) I am obsessed. It's weird. It's personal it's out weird. there, guys. So sorry, you're squirming. Eric is a Eric is a hairless wonder. He doesn't have uh-huh. hair. Yeah, like a seal. <laughs> so I can nestle his like soft skin on his chest, and it is. It's the best part of my day. Yeah, I was sad to hear that people say like that they thought that I shaved my chest. They're like, <laughs> oh, oh no, <laughs> this right here is just still pre-pubescent. <laughs> so, ladies. Uh, if <laughs> Ashley were to die, uh, and you're into prepubescent bodies <laughs> with, I don't know how else to finish that, but anyway, yeah, that, that's, what yeah, well, I think it's a selling point. Thanks for calling it out, boo. Appreciate it. I think it's a selling point. Okay. Well, is that okay. it? Is that all we got today? You know what? There's more, but I think we did it. I think we did the damn thing. Yeah. Oh, today. a little bachelor quote. Is that a bachelor quote? Yeah, it is, dude. Last season, with oh, Becca, Becca, yeah, snooze, yeah, what a snooze she was. Anyway, okay, yeah, yeah. I can go on about this all day. I know. Well, all right. Well, I'm making a note that if anybody out there, I'm just gonna take one, one single text, email, tweet, or Instagram post wants to hear more about our thoughts on the Bachelor, <laughs> we will or take other it. reality TV. Yeah, I'm here for that. We will take it as an overwhelming demand for right. the population. Exactly. <laughs> be like, oh my god! All right, I'll take. I'll start taking notes now. Everybody wants to hear about yeah. it. So okay. anyway, if anyone wants to hear more, hearing you loud it, and clear. Yep. Right. <laughs> Don't tempt Thank us. Thank you for the fearless feedback. Yep. Okay. All right, guys. Later. All right. Also, find us anywhere. Um, oh, thank God. Over thank text <laughs> um, or at Twitter at Kidless Pod at Instagram at Kidless Pod or our email Kidless Pod at gmail.com mm-hmm. and we'll take any and all feedback any and all thoughts it helps us think better in the end and mm-hmm. okay love you bye truly love you